Um, my name is Sam, and this is the Hamster Care Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to a bunch of stuff about hamster care, um, their cages, everything like that, handling, temperament, taming, uh, cage necessities, food. Oh, and I'm just watching one of my hamsters bury down to the full bottom of their cage. That is adorable. <laughs> Yes, hamsters love burrowing. Anyways, so yeah, um, that is this podcast. Hey guys, I'm in my room right now. I currently have four hamsters and I'm getting three more. I already picked up two today, which are my two male Roborovsky dwarf hamsters, also known as Robo Dwarfs. Um, yeah, so you might hear the one of them who's my um, unusual pigmented one named Chestnut. I'm going to go grab a marker and write his name on his cage. Um, so yeah, I just got these guys today. I tried putting them in with my other girl robos, but they they just weren't, you know, wanting to go at it for the first time. Or immediately, I should say. I could tell that the males wanted to, but... The yeah, were not receptive, so I'm gonna write chest. That's his name. He's a male Roborovsky with rare pigmenting, which can get up to some high bucks. I have another, uh, another Robo with rare pigmenting, which I'm trying to breed him to, but they're the bestest of friends uh, from what I've observed so far. And then this other one here, who has. Regular pigmenting named is named acorn. So, because it's chestnut and acorn, both different types of nuts. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then I've got Toque, who's actually pretty much all white, with a little brown spot on the top of her head. And that's why I call her Toque. Hey, girly. Hi, pretty. So I just tried getting them. Okay. Sorry, that's a parent in the background yelling about me not disciplining my dog for barking at the hamsters and crutches. Anyways, so then I have my other female, uh, Robo Dwarf, uh, whose name is Cinnamon, and she has regular pigment pigmenting. So I just introduced to you all of the hamsters. And yeah, um, that's probably about that. Um, okay, so right now I'm setting up a cage for some new arrivals. And first I'm gonna do a little myth boxes hamster thing. So this is probably the crinkling of, what you are here, here. That's a crinkling of a bag that I have my bedding in. I actually do homemade bedding, so it's just paper shredding. Paper shreds um, from a shredding machine that we have. Um, I'm trying to save as much money as I possibly can on doing this because I am self-funded. My parents do not pay for this. So yeah, one thing about bedding is you always, you, there's no, nothing ever called too much and there's, and it's hard to hit too little. Now a lot of people say six inches of bedding for a Siren hamster is the bare minimum. What people forget is that hamsters are animals and they can move and they can think 
maybe they're not as good as thinking as us. I don't know. I'm not a hamster psychologist. Okay, so right now I'm putting about an inch of bedding at the bottom. One, so I can save bedding. Two, um, so, yeah. And so a hamster will naturally want to make a little nest. And they'll do that by pushing around their bedding, storing it in their cheeks, and moving it. And yeah, so you don't actually need to put in a lot of bedding because they'll push around themselves. Now, I've listened to a few other hamster podcasts, actually just one, but what they said is six inches bare minimum. I think I already said that enough already, but the dish at the bottom of my cage is probably about three, four inches deep. Actually, I actually have a ruler right here. Let me measure. Yeah, so it's about four inches deep, just under four inches deep. How are you going to fit six inches in there without it overflowing? I mean, it's not very smart. So the cages that uh, Chestnut and Acorn came in have way more than six inches of bedding. But you see, um, actually they have a bit less, um, but you see they push it all to one side so they can dig deep and they love digging. And again, in the background you can hear Chestnut running on his wheel. So yeah. <sighs> yeah. So... I'm going to talk about a few cage necessities. So one necessity is obviously a wheel. I've tried putting hamsters in a cage at night with no wheel in it. And they ended up pawing on the side of the cage all night. I could not get any sleep. I also wanted to keep them in my room or my dog would harass them. So one, so that's one of the necessities is a cage. Also, um, I would highly recommend having a second level to your cage um it's just more interesting for the hamsters to play around on and is quite good mental enrichment um as well as several hides one is the minimum a hide is a little sheltered area where they can go in and you have to choose one of those hides that you will not touch because otherwise they won't feel safe now i made that mistake with one of my hamsters, and I would always go into her hide because I wanted to play with her. Um, and now she rarely goes in there. I mean, she's afraid that, oh, whenever I go in there, I'm gonna get picked up. And hamsters, though they tolerate it, they generally rather be left alone. Especially with robos, because they're fast as the wind. I'm not gonna swear on this. This is a clean, clean podcast. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so they're just frustrating like that. <sighs> Yeah. Another necessity is, of course, a water bottle. Now, hamsters will not drink out of a water dish, so you have to have rodent waterers. Um, yeah. Um, and, of course, you'll probably need a food bowl. It's not as good to just toss the food in the ground. So those are a few of the cage necessities. I think I'm going to end this episode here. is now the end of this wonderful episode all about hamsters and possibly my dog barking in the background words are funny i hope you enjoyed see you next time bye bye